Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. All right, folks. We're all up and at him on a Wednesday. And you know who it is? The one and only Jake the Snake Silva from the Snake Sports Talk Show. I don't have a LinkedIn. I don't even have any of the other social media platforms. But what I do have that all of you are tuning in as of right now, listening and watching, I am on live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and of course on Instagram, where you can like, follow, subscribe, and hit the bell button for all latest notifications on future and past shows. So to keep you guys up to date, Wow, what a really good start to a World Series, right? Oh my goodness, we've had a lot of things happening all throughout this week. I've got prime predictions right up around the corner. I always love to do them at the bottom half of the hour, week eight. We're in the middle of the season, folks. It's coming up quick, but um, there's plenty right now to talk. You know, to talk about. So, um, it, you know, it, it, it's it's really interesting when you think about. Um, about what what exactly that you're you're looking at all throughout this year from the NFL? There are a bunch of teams right now that are starting to emerge, and in the the rest of the league, I think we kind of already understand what their identities are, whether good or bad. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year really pans out for this season. And by the way, the NBA kicked right off, so we're fresh for a brand new season in the NBA. So. Uh, let's talk about this because I know a lot of people are going to want my thoughts into this specific segment I'm about to talk to you about. So it's pretty interesting. But rumored reports now as things have emerged in the coming days that the Carolina Panthers are not expected to pursue Deshaun Watson so as of right now, he has waived his no-trade clause, and the only team that he's considering is the Miami Dolphins. As I've said before, because this is a risk-reward type, because this is risky business, and the one thing, and as we know, we already know the situation that's happening with Miami. And again, you look at all these quarterbacks in the league, a lot of them, we've already tiered down the ones that are the superstar, rock star quarterbacks that are the faces of the franchises and could be future faces of the league. We know this for sure. Then there's the quarterbacks that, eh, they're pretty good. Are they good enough to win a Super Bowl? I don't know, or probably not. They'll be more of just the team that punches their ticket into the playoffs, but as far as momentum going into the playoffs to getting to the Super Bowl is unpredictable. And then there's the teams. Maybe they're just not in sync. So let's talk about Carolina for a second. Why they've decided to back out on Deshaun Watson. As I've said, is risky business. First of all, the, he was considered either the first or the second option at quarterback before they settled on Sam Darnold. And as we mentioned, before the season started. The only thing we would have hoped for Sam Darnold is he had a brand new place, fresh set of, you know, you know, fresh set of eyes, and at the same time is in a clear space. And we thought being in North Carolina, in Charlotte, 
would have been the answer. Right now, because of where Carolina is sitting at, you have a competent owner who has no patience for built for rebuilding. And you have a coach who knows how to turn things around and has done it multiple times in Matt Rule in college. So you're in a sticky situation if you're Carolina. But it's clear that all throughout what is happening all you know in this season that they don't trust Sam Darnold. But what's also harder is that the fact that they pulled out of the Sean Watson sweepstakes is because of the fact for a few things. One, they don't want to end up having to lose potentially picks, if not players, to acquiring somebody who's got baggage on his personal end. We know this without a doubt. The second, I think there's a little bit of feel to what they promised Sam Darnold and the results Sam Darnold's giving Carolina. Now remember, this organization, there's high expectations. We know this. And what I see with Sam Darnold is that he still has ghosts in his closet that he has not gotten past yet. So as we're looking at throughout the season, we thought it was a terrific start from Carolina, and then things started to kind of fall apart. Injuries started to brittle, to brittle up. Um, inconsistencies with as far as, you know, uh, playmaking decisions or play calling or whatever it may be. And you, you have to admit, this is a young roster. It's only going to get better for the next couple of years ahead. But it's kind of fascinating when we look at this, right? Because we do this a ton in business. I mean, we're in a caffeinated society. We can't wait for nothing. There's no patience. Everything has to be on time. And everything has to be at a quick pace. But sometimes, too, you have to wonder that quarterbacks are hard to come across in this league. That's what us as fans have forgotten about because quarterbacks, they look at it as they're easily replaceable like diapers. They're not. You got to have a special playmaker who's a one of a kind. I mean, look at all these quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, Josh Allen and Buffalo, Kyler Murray in Arizona. All of them have special qualities. And then the ones that you know can win you games, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, um, you know, and, and, and even Matthew Stafford. These are quarterbacks that know that can win you games, but the question is, are they good enough that they can get past those woes to getting into the Super Bowl, potentially? And those are left to be said, or there are some that are average, turn into below average, depending on the scenario of the season. So looking into Sam Darnold and you know he's inherited a mess in the on the Jets. We knew this the second he was drafted. But the other part is that there's a streaky end to him when it came from the roots he's had in US, in USC and to where he is as a pro. Now it does it, it does make you feel bad for the fact that Sam Darnold's trying his absolute best in Carolina. But because of the high expectations in this league, which they're all over the place, they make it easy to be replaceable. But remember, 
look at all the other quarterback scenarios that's happening around in the league. Washington right now, they truly don't have their star quarterback. They thought Ryan Fitzpatrick would be the answer. He's not. And Taylor Heineke is a good kid, but he's not exactly the juice they're looking for. And then the Jets picked up Joe Flacco after injuries to Zach Wilson, which we know the Jets are an absolute dumpster fire of a franchise. They pick up Joe Flacco. They needed a quarterback desperately. And Joe is just kind of on the tail end of his career. Every single quarterback scenario in this league, they've either figured him out, they're not quite sure, but they like what they see, or they want to move off them quickly, or they're just kind of like they've got nothing left. If you're Carolina right now, because look at all the quarterback options you have from top to bottom. We know Sam Darnold's not perfect, but the last thing you want to be in is a position where you don't even know Possibly if the quarterback fits the bill. Because you go and make a risky trade for Deshaun Watson, and then what happens when he has his earring? You'll lose your picks. You'll lose, you know, you'll lose all the potential and possibility of even being the tough team in the NFC North or the NFC South. That's what that's what's gonna happen. So it's a risky decision, but I can understand why Carolina pulled out in the first place because there's lots of things that go into this. There is. So I think if you're Carolina, evaluate as carefully as you possibly can. We know that they're in the position where they've got really good players. They do. But the last thing you want to do is be a quarterback short. And then you got to force yourself to end up making trades. That's the only thing that I I have for Carolina in that mix. All right, so let's talk more about the Dolphins. Because, as I've said before, we've been on this conversation now for the past couple weeks. And so the Dolphins now are the other team that Deshaun Watson has full high consideration of going to. But we know it's risky business for them as well. They do have a solid young core group. And Brian Flores... It's not an idiot. He is a competent coach. It's just he was dealt with the bad cards, injuries, inconsistencies. And it, people that think it's very easy, like think, for instance, when it comes to um, like money managing. Okay. It's not that easy, but it only doesn't make it easy if you don't know what you're doing. So, and I've had this brutal conversation just the other night. And I know exactly where my standpoint is, what I have to do in order to be in a comfortable situation and to where you could build potentially for a brighter future. In the NFL, it's not that easy to just basically move away from a from a quarterback, move away a couple draft picks, trade away a couple of good key players, and then what are you left with later? It's not that easy. There's a lot of risks involved, and we know exactly the Deshaun Watson personal casing thing. We know that. In Miami, Tua, and what's what's so interesting about the evaluation that they've had in Tua is that the second he comes out of college, the evaluation is, is his hip okay? Is he Is he healthy? Can he also be a guy you can trust with as far as leading the team to victories, 
as far as making the right play, you know, play decisions. And is is he special? Does he have some sort of special quality? I don't know. I don't know about that. So it is very interesting to see with how this scenario really pulls off with Miami and, of course, with Deshaun Watson. But you already know that Houston wants a high price for him. And Deshaun, the only thing that you could hope for is that things get kind of cleared out of the air. Because the last thing you need is throwing away a bunch of picks, throwing away a couple of potential players who you haven't really truly evaluated all that much. Mind you, Tua was a rookie last year. And so he'd barely gotten any time. And they benched him five times. There are several, you know, there are several mistakes and and several miscues that should have been handled better. But we all know that you know, and it's interesting when you look at the NFL and the league, it wants to be a perfect league. There are no perfect quarterbacks. There are specialty types of quarterbacks. And yes, people make mistakes. We don't live in a perfect world. Okay, if we had perfect all the time, we wouldn't have accidents in the road. We would not have missed payments, not to mention, uh, you know, missing uh, packages. From you know, you know, when we order stuff up on Amazon, we wouldn't just be, oh, we got to reschedule all this. No, we got it on this specific time. We wouldn't deal with this. So, it's just kind of funny to me how I look at the league and how everything just has to fit perfectly. It has to fit efficiently. You know, if you master up arts of coaching, the arts of playmaking then you've got yourself a quality team. You've got a quality competitive team. And maybe Tua does need a fresh start. Maybe so. But every time when you keep lingering on about whether you do or you don't trust Tua, how do you think Tua feels behind closed doors? I don't even think he feels great about it. That's where I'm getting at with that. Because you don't want to move off so easily without closely evaluating what you have. And so who knows? Who knows exactly what, you know, Miami might do in the next couple of hours, in the next couple of days of this week. But it will be interesting to say the least. But as I've said before, I think it's risky business with, De- with Deshaun Watson because we don't know how high the stakes may be as far as the punishment goes. But if it all you're all you're if you're a Miami fan, the only thing you can cross your fingers on is that it pans through smoothly. That's the only thing. Carolina made the move to back out, and they have a reason to. And I think Carolina sees sees the risk, and they also see past a lot of the things. So I, I you can only hope for Miami. It all works out well. Coming up next, um, we had a really, really good start to the World Series. Atlanta winning 6-2. to two. And I will break down a few things about why, me personally, I'm warming up to Atlanta in this entire World Series. Because there are a few things to catch up on. And I think this has been long due 
that they finally awaited for. And I'll explain a lot more about that coming up next here on the Snake Sports Talk Show. Okay, I know you guys get tired of me bragging about this every day, every week, and every time I have an episode, but I'm telling you guys, I get excited every day when I come here onto the show, and I love to pass along this new exciting opportunity and this app that is just down earth, badass, lots of great, um, you know, lots of, lots of, you know, games to play and so many different opportunities to win. I'm telling you, Superdraft Pro is the real deal. Superdraft Pro, there are lots of ways that you can win up online. And speaking of which, because I'll even be showing you my champion uh, pick, of course, at the bottom half of the hour when we get to prime predictions and show you exactly what this whole tool is all about. Giving you all of the best lineups, giving you all of the best um, strategies and forecasts as well to up your gaming and daily fantasy sporting. So who wouldn't want that? Superdraft Pro is definitely the way to go. And Superdraft, you not only can draft like a pro, bet like a pro, watch games like a pro, but you could even share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you want to compete with head-to-head like a pro. And you can end up making money off of it. You can end up sharing with your friends, making money off it. And playing games as well, make money off of it. It's a money-making platform. It's more than an app, I promise you guys. Go to superdraftpro.com or download it on your mobile device through Google Play and the App Store. Sign yourself up and start playing and start sharing today. Superdraftpro.com, superdraftpro.com, and Superdraftpro is also an official sponsor of Caesars Entertainment.
What's in my cup? What's in my cup? Full of that punch, nigga that punch. Bitch, I'm a fuck, ballin' like Kobe. Ho, keep it movin', cause you do not know me. Bitch, I'm a fuck, ballin' like Kobe. Ho, keep it movin', cause you do not know me. Bitch, I'm a fuck, ain't talkin', man, walkin'. Tell my dog sick of me, I do no barkin'. Pass me some greens, you know I'ma spark it. Mama got ass, told her to arch it. Pull up at the spot, hop out and don't park it. Bino say, I always keep one in the cartridge. With Joey, y'all paper, so we goin' toxic. Came from the swamp, to visit the choppers. Check out the scenery. Tell her mama to the backwoods, right by the lake. There's always great deals happening when you go online to SpotlightSportsNetwork.com and also check out the merchandise section on our tabs here online and get yourself geared up and ready to roll for this cold season because it's coming up quick. Hats are these t-shirts and so much more to get yourselves geared up for your favorite show on the network and, of course, the network as a whole. We love all of you supporters, and we love every one of you guys who tune in and listen in on the Snake Sports Talk Show. There's always a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I personally love, you know, the T-shirts, and I do love the hoodies. I mean, like I said, it's warm, it's snug, love the stuff, and, of course, get to rep exactly my brand and whatnot, so I love it. Um. All right, so tomorrow night, it's going to be very, very interesting. Why is it that I say that? Because first of all, you already know what's going to be going through my mind. So we got the Packers and the Cardinals tomorrow night. And I do think this may be a tough time for the Green Bay Packers. Because reports have, have been told that Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard will not be playing on Thursday due to being on the COVID list. So that means Aaron Rodgers' only options at wide receiver is Randall Cobb. Don't even know if he's trustworthy with it when it comes to his health or whether or not if he's capable of playing real well. The other part, you have MVS, who's kind of streaky. He's kind of streaky as a wide receiver, and I don't even know if that's trustworthy for Aaron and you have the rookie Amari Rodgers, which I'm very surprised that Green Bay has not utilized a whole lot. It's all going to come down to this. It's all of us as football fans. Because what is the one thing we talked about all throughout the offseason for Green Bay in the last two offseasons? That Green Bay fans are pissed off at the front offices for not getting Aaron and wide receiver. So, of course, it's going to come back down to this conversation. Now, even though it won't matter with Alan Lazard because he's the third-string wide receiver, so that you could kind of brush off. But Devontae Adams, I mean, being on the COVID list was just, just no luck. Can't really replace a star wide receiver like that. And mind you, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, is a good kid, but is very streaky as a wide receiver. Why not give Amari Rodgers the opportunity? Because, listen, he was one of Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets. And coming in, there were some really good things to like about him. And we all know that Green Bay fans still kind of hold a little bit of that resentment for not getting Julio Jones and losing him to the Titans which I get it. 
And I was kind of in for Julio going to Green Bay. But now this is going to be an interesting test. Because remember, Arizona's coming in very hot. 7-0. They could potentially go three, go 8-0 against Green Bay. And this is not going to be an easy task for Aaron Rodgers moving forward. Now, even if he drops a dud this week, that means he's got to recover up. And if they face Arizona again in the playoffs, which that will be very interesting, then that means it may be a comeback statement for them. But I think it'll be interesting to see the speculation, you know, for Green Bay. Because all throughout the last two off seasons, it has all been the same talks about backup wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers if something like this happened. And now we're getting a chance to see it in clear view. Whether MVS is in fact reliable as a target, we already know what we're going to get out of Randall Cobb. And then at the same time, what can the rookie do? Not sure how Aaron Rodgers is really going to deal with this. But I think it'll be a very interesting situation as a whole. And by the way, I mean, Kyler Murray already has plenty of weapons to utilize. I mean, they just picked up Zach Ertz as the tight end, which was one position that they kind of lacked for quite some time. But they finally fill in the hole. They no longer have any problems with that whatsoever. So now that means that the only thing they have to focus on is just making sure that Kyler Murray gets the protection and he also gets the open targets. Because think about, look at, look at Green Bay's defense. Green Bay's defense at times, outside of some of their secondaries, which Jair, Jair Alexander is a really, really good kid, I trust. But the rest of them are questionable. And then there's that front of Green Bay. I don't know how they'll handle against Kyler Murray and that magnificent arm he has and all of the weapons at his disposal. I feel like, honestly, because the bet line right now is at six. So it's at least at a touchdown. I like it. And I'll tell you, I'm definitely going with Arizona in this game tomorrow. And I can't wait to share with you guys what I've got brewing up when it comes to prime predictions. But that's my thought. It's going to be a tough time for Green Bay. but. I think in the end, they're going to try to figure out a way to really get past this, but it's not going to come as easy. So who knows? Time now for the hot press. Well, as we mentioned before, because of the league right now is currently investigating with the situation Hold on one second. Let's see if we can fix this. There we go. All right. So, so the league right now is still under investigations of what's happening right now with the Washington football team. Former Washington football team uh, employees want findings released. So after, you know, the entire scandal that had involved owner Dan Snyder, and of course, everybody internally within the organization, attorneys for former Washington football team employees reject the NFL's stance, say clients want investigation findings released. So 
They rejected Roger Goodell's reasoning for not making the investigation into the organization public, saying in a letter that their clients wanted uh, anonymity, but also a written report. Goodell had said in a news conference at the league meetings Tuesday that they did not release a written report into the nearly long year into the nearly year long investigation of the organization and owner Dan Snyder, because some who were interviewed wanted anonymity and therefore no public report. This is going to be a shaky situation come here, you know, come in the next couple days. Now we know that first of all, that Washington and where they stand at right now, there is so much happening. The changing of their name, the sexual allegations, and the investigations that has been going on for quite some time in this organization. And then there's, you know, the, cor- the, the coach and quarterback deal. It's a mess in Washington, which we anticipated seeing, but... Who knows what will happen in the next couple of days for them. But a lot of people have been speaking out. I mean, Mark Davis has been speaking out for the Raiders. Um, lots and lots of owners, former employees, and many more are wanting to make this thing a public statement. Which, understanding that, you know, when it comes to these types of investigations, of course they got to end up finding, you know, all the pieces that add up. Now, of course... A lot of them are like, they want to shed the truth. They want to know exactly what has all been happening. And I have a feeling this gets ugly and gets out of hand. Dan Snyder could be finding himself to forcefully sell this franchise. And who knows what, you know, what will happen if, you know, once this gets leaked out, but report after report after report, it's just getting ugly right now for, for Washington. All right. So, uh, of course, we talked earlier about the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers um, matchup tomorrow night, but defensive end J.J. Watt will be out in that game against Green Bay because of a shoulder injury. So he was ruled out for Thursday's game. He did not participate in Cardinals in the Cardinals' only practice of the week on Tuesday. So big-time loss for uh, Arizona as far as their pass rush, is, pass rush situation is concerned, but they still do have uh, Chandler Jones who will be coming back after he had missed in the past two games because of COVID-19. He was active, active off the list up on Monday, but it's not going to change a thing about Arizona. I still have them as the favorite beating the Green Bay Packers because being out of two wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers is going to be too much to tussle with. So... That's that's where I stand with Arizona. Loss, but not entirely big since they'll have Chandler Jones coming back. They'll still have a lot of impactful players on this roster. So the LA Lakers, LeBron James is going to miss his second straight game with an ankle injury. So Anthony Davis, who ended up going down as well with a right knee injury late in the fourth quarter of Tuesday's overtime win against the San Antonio Spurs, was listed questionable for Wednesday's game. Uh, LeBron ended up suffering the injury Sunday in the win against the Memphis Grizzlies when Desmond Bain fell into James' right leg after scoring a layup, causing him to go to the floor, and he did not test the ankle out on the court Tuesday and sat out against the Spurs 
while Malik Monk started in his place scoring 17 points. So what do I have to, you know, what I, I just kind of look at this Lakers situation. This is old. Anthony Davis is hurt. LeBron James gets hurt. This whole roster's slow. And I don't know if they really recognize that themselves, that this is not good. This is not going to be good for this team. And I understand as far as experience goes, but sometimes this is why you got to have youngsters on the floor. They give you the minutes. They give you the shots. They give you the open opportunities while the veterans help to coach them through and still play at their elite level. I don't know. I don't know what, what to really expect or think of the Lakers, but this is, this is bad. It's old. And I just don't think, they're really going to be that impactful team to make it into the playoffs. I seriously do not. So bad news for the Tampa Bay Lightning as, of course, their star forward Nikita Kucherov is set to miss 8 to 10 weeks after a procedure that was unspecified on the lower body and so will be approximately out for 8 to eight to 10 weeks. Um, doesn't look to be good right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning knowing that they're losing their star forward but they still do have plenty of other options that they could go towards, not to mention with Captain Steven Stamkos, um, Braden Point, and a bunch of others from the top and bottom of their roster depth chart. So hard loss, especially Nikita Kucherov, the former MVP, Stanley Cup champion twice. And so he'll be out for quite some time, but I think Tampa Bay, they'll figure out a way to really get past all of this, but I think they'll be fine. Well, there's your hot press, folks. Coming up next, as always, is my best for last when it comes to a Wednesday show is where I have my prime predictions. And, of course, I will be giving you guys my champion picks for Super Draft Pro. You guys do not want to end up missing that as that will all be coming up fresh out of the oven and coming up right after this. Well, for everybody here, I appreciate all of my fans and, of course, all of our supporters, viewers, listeners who tune in on the show and, of course, onto the network every day. But you guys love supporting the network and you guys want to rep your favorite shows and, of course, repping the network as a whole because we appreciate your guys' love and support. Go online to the SpotlightSportsNetwork.com and get yourselves geared up under the merchandise section powered by Spreadshirt. There's great deals going on all year long as we're kind of getting into holiday season because this this weekend, Halloween, we got some spooky deals right up in there for you guys. So you guys do not want to end up missing that on the SpotlightSportsNetwork.com merchandise section powered by Spreadshirt.
Well, folks, I really do appreciate you guys all jumping on in. It's, as always, been such a fun show. And I can't wait for next for next week and how this is going to end up playing out. But, of course, we got week eight action as my best for last is coming up right up around the corner. Appreciate all of you guys who joined on in from Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and of course up on Instagram. That's where you can like, follow, and also subscribe and hit the bell button for all latest notifications on all future and past episodes. So to finish it all off, like usual, my prime predictions, it's hot this week. Last week was a really, really good week. And so let's see if we can keep the streak going, folks. Here we go. Let's turn it up. It's Jake's Prime Predictions. Packers at Cardinals. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals at minus six and a half. I like the point differential, but I also do love what the spread is telling me because right now, Green Bay is in a tough situation. Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are both out for tomorrow night's game, which means Aaron Rodgers is going to have to force himself to throw to a bunch of his other no-name targets or unreliable targets. Randall Cobb, MBS, Amari Rodgers. I think it's going to be a tough time for him throwing and, re and really getting Green Bay down the field. And not to mention, too, the rush defense of Arizona has been excellent. They've been doing really, really well, piling up on all of the opponent's rushes. It hasn't been easy. They've been playing San Francisco, and they've been playing a bunch of really good quality teams. I think for Green Bay... It's going to be a tough game for them through and through. I'm going to take Arizona to win this one outright at home on a Thursday night. 30-23, Green Bay takes a tough loss. Panthers at Falcons. All right, NFC South matchup here. But you know what? I haven't completely given up my cards yet on Carolina. I'm going to take them at plus three. I like the spread here because, first of all, Atlanta, it's a trap game for the, for, for the most part. And Regardless of what you think about Sam Darnold and what we've seen all throughout this offense, everybody else has really been producing as much as they possibly could. Chuba Hubbard has looked pretty good with the absence of Christian McCaffrey, and you still got some real good options with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So I think, honestly, and on an Atlanta team, that the defense might get exposed against Carolina's offense I think this will be a really good rebounding week for the Carolina Panthers. I'll take them to win 24-21 and keep the point spread at three. Dolphins at Bills. I'm going to take the Bills here. It's an easy number. 13 and a half is just about right for me. First of all, Miami has completely um, obliterated themselves. The second that you know you have quarterback questioning, questionings, also not to mention, too, the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes deal. And how this defense has really been panning out, it's been rough for Miami so far. They don't look buttoned up. There were there have been a couple of miscues. And in the last few times for Buffalo, Buffalo has completely bull rushed Miami the, sev the last several outings since Josh Allen's been there. So it'll be interesting to see how this, plan this pans out. But 13 and a half sounds about enough for me. I'm going to take Buffalo to win outright at home in the cold. 35-20 is my final score in Buffalo. Rams at Texans. All right, so the LA Rams, 
They're going into town, into Houston, who are completely just done with themselves. I'm going to take them at minus 14 to win this game big time. So um, it'll be interesting to seeing exactly where this might be. Um, I think, you know, personally, with how the Rams have been playing, they've only had at least a couple of miscues. But Matthew Stafford has never looked better. He's looked really, really good against teams that are below 500. And it's been showing itself. And Houston, the defense, since the first couple of weeks, have completely downgraded. They've been giving up an awful lot of points. And this is a team that knows that even if they can't seem to connect straight out the gate, they will make plays happen and open up for the offense to just throw the ball, getting it to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. I am going to take the Rams to win here 33-17. Eagles at Lions. I'm going to go with an upset alert from here, and I'm going to take the Detroit Lions against Philadelphia. Listen, I'm sorry, folks, but I'm done with Nick Sirianni. I think Philadelphia has completely been inconsistent on the offensive play calls. The only person who's really making the rational calls is Shane Steichen, and I'm surprised he doesn't even have a head coaching job yet. But if you look at the last few outings for Detroit up and toward week seven, they've only had three, if not four, opportunities where they actually came back into certain games. Now, some of those games, they lost it. They lost their momentum. They lost their momentum against Green Bay. They lost their momentum against the L.A. Rams. But... I think Detroit is a lot closer to earning the first win. I'm going to take them to win at a three and a half point margin. I like it. I think this is reasonable, but I also do think that the more, the, the closer and closer you get, positive things are bound to happen. 24 20, Detroit wins at home, upsets the Eagles. Steelers at Browns. All right, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns here in this one because ultimately, Pittsburgh has not looked like the big-time offense that we promised. The last few outings, all from further and beyond, have looked terrible on their offense. Now, a lot of that could be Big Ben reliability, but this has not been looking good for Pittsburgh's offense. And on top of that, you're facing against a defense that since the week against the Chargers, they've actually been able to bring down the point differential from their opponent's scoring percentages. So I do think Cleveland will be buttoned up. They'll be without Baker Mayfield. Case Keenum will have the start. But I do think Cleveland has the upper hand, and you're in a comfortable position at home. I think this definitely works um, for the Cleveland the, the Cleveland Browns. Bengals at Jets. I'm going to take the, the Cincinnati Bengals here. On the road in New York on a minus 10. I think this is perfect. I think this works out beautifully. So I'm going to take them to win here 30 to 20. There's really not much to say about a rebuilding Jets team. I think Cincinnati is on fire. I think they've really been up on the right page. So I'm going to take the Bengals, win this one big time. Titans at Colts. I love this one. I think this is a matchup of the week. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Tough. Because, first of all, it's hard to contain somebody like uh, uh, like Derrick Henry. He's been bull rushing everybody all throughout the, you know, the opposing defenses. And on top of it, look at what Indianapolis has actually done in the last two weeks. They've actually been in sync with the offense. Maybe most of that is the, because of the return of T.Y. Hilton on the offense. But I do think that Indianapolis may turn things around. Now, Tennessee, in the last couple of weeks, 
have been keeping themselves to a good standard where they're stopping opposing offenses at the same time are fighting against these opposing offenses. So if anything, I feel like Derrick Henry will be the focal point for Tennessee in their victory. I'm going to take them to win. It's going to be closer margin, at least three points, but at least the minus one guarantees me something. 27-24, Titans win on the road in Indianapolis. 49ers at Bears. I'm going to take San Francisco in this game, minus three. Uh, listen, Chicago looks like an absolute mess. They're completely out of sync. They don't seem to be building Justin Fields up very, 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 very well, and it shows for itself. Forty, The San Francisco 49ers, we know that they've been banged up with injuries in their backfield and the secondaries, but this has also been a core that has had really, really good chances at applying pressures, and this Chicago offense, the offensive line, has looked piss poor terrible. So they've been allowing a lot of pressures to get to Justin Fields where he's just not getting the best. They've been absolutely mauled over last week against Tampa Bay. So I'm going to take San Francisco to win this one on the road in Chicago, 24 to 20. I don't think it'll be an, a pretty win for San Francisco, but it'll be good enough to go in and win on the road. Patriots at Chargers. Well, a team that's fresh off of a bye week, you know, sometimes can usually come out very, very hot. I'm going to take the Chargers minus five and a half. Listen, this will be the first time that we will see Brandon Staley, how he looks after a bye week. Now, at least as far as I'm concerned, the rumors are Kenneth Murray still out at the linebacking position, but they are going to expect Justin Jones, um, Drew Tranquil, and a couple of other really good key pieces to be coming back for this Chargers team. And it was important because honestly, they need to fix up that rush defense. So I'm sure that they've had two weeks to prepare for this where they need to stop the rush. And Damian Harris has been a guy quietly been running the football very efficiently. I feel like that could be the advantage for New England, but the Chargers, you know what you're going to get on a passing stand on the passing offensive standpoint. So I'm going to take them to get their revenge win after last year's stint and win 27-21. Chargers beat the Patriots comfortably at home. Jaguars at Seahawks. All right, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks up on this one because Jacksonville's defense has just not been the absolute best, but I could be wrong. Trevor Lawrence could be probably doing something and, pull, and pulling out some sort of trick out of his sleeve that could make me think otherwise about Jacksonville, but Seattle, they've still been good with as far as their pass game goes, but they can't even apply any single pressures, which means this could be a game that could get ugly, but at the same time, could be a shootout, but I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to win here 27-23. I think Geno Smith might get a chance to do it, but if they lose up out of this game, there's a reason for it. Washington at Broncos. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to win this game 27-23 with a minus three. Listen, even though that they've been banged up, there's been a ton of linebackers that have been out, but they did acquire Kenny Young from the, uh, the LA Rams and hoping to at least bolster up their linebacking core. But they're hoping that they could at least apply pressure. That's going to be the first thing. The Washington offense, the offensive line has looked average. It hasn't even looked like its absolute best. So in Washington, they've got so much going through right now with the organization that I feel like they're going to be distracted. I don't think they're going to favor well. So I'm going to take the Washington, I'm going to take Denver to win against Washington 27-23 at home. Buccaneers at Saints. So a little bit of a report 
Looks like the Saints are going to get themselves a backfield with Mark Ingram coming back to the Saints after being traded out of Houston. But it's still not going to change my fact of how I feel about Tampa Bay minus five and a half. Tampa Bay's coming off of a big-time win in the NFC against the Chicago Bears, 38-3, to which means the defense has looked a little better, but they're also going to get healthier in New Orleans. Here's what's funny about this. Jameis Winston facing off against his former club and his former team. So there's a lot of statements involved, but I think Tampa, they look like the buttoned-up team. They look healthy. And as far as for New Orleans, it'll be interesting to see what their key components like Alvin Kamara and others can do on the ground. I will take Tampa Bay to win 30 to 21 and take the minus five and a half Cowboys at Vikings. I'm going to take Dallas here on a Sunday night on the road against my, uh, against Minnesota at a two and a half. This Dallas defense, I'm telling you has been scary, scary good. I've been saying this now for the past couple of weeks, I'm starting to get convinced and Dallas looks a lot better now, there have been questions with Dak Prescott, but I think he'll be fine. I think that the offense is really, really going to protect him at all costs. And I do think that the, the key components, CeeDee Lamb and others have been working very, very well. But here's the quiet part. That Minnesota rush defense seems to be about average, if not a little better. But red zone, not so good. I think Dallas is really going to take it to Minnesota. And even on a primetime game, remember, Kirk Cousins does not play well in primetime games. So I'm going to take Dallas to win 27-23 and win a big-time game on the road. Giants at Chiefs. All right, so even though the, the Giants look like a complete mess and so do Kansas City's defense since they're ranked let low on every uh, category, I'm going to still take the Kansas City Chiefs here at home at 9.5. Uh, the offense, of course, has been tops in all sorts of categories, but there's been a lot of inconsistencies with as far as efficiencies go and how the rest of you know the, the, the team has been favoring out. But the Giants in the last couple of games have had games slip past them. Now, they did get a big-time win against Carolina, but even Carolina had to sit uh, Sam Darnold in that position. But I'm going to take... Kansas City to win this game up at home. They're comfortable where they are up in Arrowhead. It's not going to be an easy game. I'll take them to win 31 to 21. So for all of you guys who are big time sport fanatics, I'm going to show you here what I've got my, because my champion pick is going to be Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I think is going to be the guy to really hit it out of the park for you. If you're playing up on Superdraft Pro, definitely get your lineups up. Because Thursday night is coming up quick around the corner, and you do not want to end up missing it. So I got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Aaron Rodgers, and Chase Edmonds. That's going to be my superstar lineup to be winning me some money today. So you guys do not want to end up missing out on that going up on Superdraft Pro. Alrighty, folks, that's what my picks are for this week. I'm really excited about it, and we've also got Game 2 of the World Series tonight. We are absolutely stacked. We're absolutely just overhauled with a bunch of stuff. But I am excited for what this next week is going to bring us here. But I really do appreciate you guys coming on. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me, and we will see you guys next time on the next episode of the Snake Sports Talk Show. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Have fun. Have a great Halloween, by the way, because we know it's going to be scary good this weekend. But be safe. Get lots and lots and lots of candies for your kids and, of course, for all of you young adults about there. But have fun. Be safe. 
and look out for one another. See you guys and happy Halloween. 